Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is the Lean Blog Podcast, episode number 65 for April 20th, 2009. Today's guest is Kevin Frieswick, the Lean Process Manager at Metro West Medical Center in Framingham, Massachusetts. We'll be talking, uh, discussion following up a video from YouTube I highlighted on the blog uh, back in February about uh, a really unique device and method, really thought-provoking idea for trying to error-proof staff hand-washing, staff and physician hand-washing, before entering patient rooms in a hospital. So if you haven't seen the video, I'd certainly invite you uh, to go to the show notes for episode number 65, watch the video if you can, and then come back and listen to the discussion, or at least go check out the video uh, after listening to this. Thanks for listening. Well, I guess today on the Lean Blog podcast is Kevin Frieswick from Metro West Medical Center in Framingham, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thank you very much, Mark. So you're talking about uh, the, the, the hand-washing, hand-hygiene, pokey oak device um, that, that you put in place. Um, you know, I was wondering if you could talk, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about the background, some of the background of, of why a pokey oak like, like that might be needed and, and what some of the process was to, uh, you know, that led to that being put in place. Well, we started um, with the lean manufacturing or lean business principles here at Metro West Medical Center about 18 months ago. And over the course of the first six months, we started teaching people about the basic principles, doing some spot Kaizans here and there, and then around the spring of 2008, uh, we started discussion, the discussions in depth on our hand hygiene compliance, uh, compliance rate and our desire to improve that with a goal of perfection like most hospitals. Um, we use, the principles we use are very strict to the lean, uh, the lean toolbox. Uh, we do have Kaizen events. Uh, we use the A3 as a, a document to guide and script the events. Mm-hmm. And this device came out of our action plan from our target condition on our A3. Our goal was to basically build a way to prevent somebody from making the, the mistake of not hand sanit- using the hand sanitizers and sanitizing their hands before or after entering a patient room. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the need for the pokey oak um, came up, I'm sure, after some you know, current state analysis or you know, a- asking why. Um, you know, why, why is it, what, what was some of the discussion about why it is that people don't follow those practices 100% of the time? Well, most common, it's it's literally just a a casual mistake. It's not the vast majority of, of poor compliance doesn't come from people wanting to do a bad job. Um, mm-hmm. Poor compliance comes from distraction. Um, our nurses are doing a lot of activity. They're doing a lot of different things. They're in and out of the patient rooms many many times. And, and, I mean, associated and linked to the hand hygiene is how many times do our, pa- our, our nurses go in and out of patients' rooms? There's a lot of waste in the process. So a lot of that waste distracts from the real key measure here of the hand hygiene. So we didn't, want, we didn't look at this as how do we control somebody's behavior. Um, 
we just we looked at it from from a fallible human problem. We make mistakes. Um, it's not like we looked at it as a, a stick or a carrot. This just happens to be another tool in the toolbox. Um, it, in, in the current condition before this, this device was in place, we had sanitizer units just inside the doorway and then also just outside of the doorway. So on entering and on exit, whether you don or doff gloves or not, you can use the hand sanitizers on the way in and on the way out. So we, we took advantage of the doorway as the single point of entry and exit um, to implement the device. So along with the casual behavior, um, there was a small component to knowledge of, of, of showing people what poor hand hygiene is. Um, we did show people cultures. Uh, we cultured um, physicians, nurses, and other employees uh, before and after hand hygiene. Uh, or using the hand sanitizers, and, and, and that was another tool, another device we used to share the importance of of uh, washing your hands. Yeah. And so you know, one, one thing that doesn't come through perfectly in the YouTube video, and, and somebody had asked about it on my blog, you know, were, were there any concerns from staff about having that bar come through, um, kind of being down across the entrance of the room, uh, you know, as effective as it might be as a reminder and uh, error-proofing device? Were there concerns about uh, emergency situations or were there other concerns that employees brought up that you had to sort of work through in the process of piloting that? Uh, yes, actually, that was, that was one of the first, the first comments or the first questions question that, that was brought up when we started discussing um, building this device. What we did is the, the, the bar itself, the, the gate, if you want to call it that, is extremely flexible. So you, you can literally walk right through it. Um, it will damage it. It'll break it. But that's what's most important is you have emergent access to that room. Um, you can also just flip the bar up. It is, it is a, a bar that's powered on a servo, but you can just push the bar up with your finger, and, and it rests in the vertical position if you needed to stay there for a period of time. So we did, we had a concern over, over um, blocking access to the room and, and that's how we addressed it. Mm -hmm. the, the, initial, the, the initial one that you built um, was, was, was a pilot. Um, can, can you walk us through a little bit of the process of evaluating uh, the effectiveness, um, how, you know, how that was working or what, what other factors came into consideration if, if you were looking at spreading that um, throughout your hospital, throughout a health system, what, what, what sorts of things did you discover or look at? Um, it, it was very effective, very, very, very effective. Its weakness comes in when you have groups of people entering or exiting, um, just like you have now. If you have no, no gate and just a hand sanitizer unit there, um, if you have a group of people entering, they all have to take the responsibility and remember to wash their hands on the way in and enter, way in and exiting. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change, unfortunately, um, with the gate because it's not it's not set to go down between individuals. In fact, for safety's sake, um, we incorporated a motion sensor so it would not come down on a stretcher that was entering or exiting the doorway. Mm -hmm. So it will stay up until it doesn't see motion. So it does have that weakness, but it did show measure measurable improvement um, for our compliance in. By the way, full loop compliance, not just a partial loop on the way in or, or exiting, 
but full loop, um, includes, including both. As far as expanding its use, um, it is a fragile device. It was something um, that was made with, with locally readily available parts. Uh, it happens to be a, uh, an automated sanitizer itself, and we took advantage of the, um, the battery signal coming out of that and wired it into a, a servo unit. But it is fragile, and it's definitely not a mass-produced item at this point. That was probably 80% of our decision in going forward. Um, I had approached uh, the manufacturer of the device, of the, the hand sanitizer unit itself, and unfortunately they didn't have anything and weren't necessarily interested in partnering with us until the device was patented. And there really aren't, well, there, there aren't any other devices commercially available on the market. So that was 80% of the reason we hadn't moved it into other rooms. Yeah, so, um, so it sounds like uh, maybe in, in some of the true spirit of Toyota when they talk about uh, the need for creativity before capital, you put a lot of creativity into putting together a prototype and then stumbled realizing that, boy, you, you, you had invented something that there was nobody building what it was that you would have wanted. And, and if, if I hear right, it sounds like something like that had been available, you probably would have gone ahead and, and spread that throughout the hospital. We, we, definitely, we definitely would have, uh, would have looked into spreading it throughout the hospital. It's just um, creating new processes, being creative and building processes that are easily taught is one thing. But creating a new device altogether, um, we're a hospital. We're not a manufacturing <laughs> right. organization. So it is pretty foreign to us here. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess from the reaction of the company, I assume then that, that you have not patented this, correct? No, we haven't. Yeah. We haven't gone ahead and patented it. Um, if if somebody listening or if somebody had seen the uh, YouTube video, maybe this has already happened, but uh, if somebody were to contact you and say, hey, we want to try that uh, in, in our hospital and, and build a prototype, is that something that you're, you're sharing with people? Have you had opportunity to do that or... Um, if if somebody does contact us um, and, and they're interested in the designs, we can and will share the designs with people. Mm -hmm. uh, the the folks that participated on this Kaizen team, they're they're pretty proud of the work that they've done. So they are interested in just a note that this was developed and piloted at Metro West Medical Center. Mm -hmm. uh, we would definitely share the designs. Um, they're very simple, very 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 simple designs. Um, and I can share those with anybody that's interested in. Yeah, and 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 that's a that would be it sounds like some good publicity for the hospital is a, a, like the YouTube video showed and and the other example in that video of some of the um, innovation and creativity, um, the thought process that's happening behind the scenes that uh, you know people might not normally be aware of. So yeah, ho hopefully well people will take you up on that and you'll say you know. No, notice be served that uh, you know prior art's already been demonstrated uh, on YouTube that uh, we don't want someone else coming along and uh, taking the idea and patenting it themselves. Uh, but feel free to to take and use and adapt for their own hospital. Maybe if there's um, a critical mass that forms, one of the uh, one of the manufacturers could take notice, or if somebody listening, uh, maybe there's a business opportunity that uh, they can take advantage of. So it's a really, uh, really, really neat example. Um, 
so you know lo- looking back um in, in terms of you know the kind of goals that were accomplished um you know even though you, you weren't able to spread the device through the hospital has, have, there, have there been any benefits from having the discussions with staff about the purpose of error proofing has, has this served as an example of what's possible where people have maybe gone and error proofed other other processes what, what what have you found in terms of side effects beyond just the actual device itself well in in other events that we've done um well, let, let me let me preface it this way: when when we do our training um, at Metro West, we really um, formulate the training around. Um, I believe it's uh, Stephen Spear and Kent Bowen's Harvard Business Review on the rules in use and the importance mm-hmm. of building built-in tests to know that you've you've done the job correctly or the the task has been completed correctly. So, any event that we do, we we try to build that component into it, whether we can poke yoke through the process or not. Um, some of them are just very difficult processes to poke yoke. Yeah. Um, some things we can use shadow boards on, and, and they're, you know, that's a very easy mistake-proof device to implement. Some are a little more difficult, but at a minimum, we want to know that we have a measurement um, for every step, every important step along the process. Have, have there been any uh, side effects or other lean work, you know, in the, in the direct area where people saw the pokey oak demonstrated, um, nurses or others kind of getting involved in, um, in process improvement. Was it helpful in regards that way? Yes, it was very helpful. Um, more so from the standpoint of spreading lean, the, the word lean and the curiosity of lean very quickly. Um, it, the, the, the hand hygiene unit itself had a sort of a viral effect um, across the hospital because it did touch both campuses, but it was such an anomaly to see something like that in a hospital that, you know, people would ask, what is it? Where did it come from? Why is it here? Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing to share with people was the fact that it came out of a lean, uh, a lean event, a Kaizen event. Uh, and we could, we could share the, the names of the people that were, were part of it, we can share the A3. Uh, we can share the picture that was created of the process weeks before this um, experimental device was made. So it, it did have um, an important um, effect on the rest of the organization from a standpoint of just getting the word and the knowledge of lean out there because we are so new at this. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, well, that's great. And I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing some of the... Uh, Kind of the, the the backstory and and you know kind of additional details over uh, over that really neat YouTube video. And again, I, you know, I'd encourage people who are listening if you haven't seen that, um, go to the blog where I've got that um, YouTube video linked. And uh, if if you go look at the uh, the blog post for this episode, I'll make sure there's a link to that. Um, let everyone see that, and uh, it's really a, a good demonstration of. Um, well, I hate to use the cliche, but thinking outside the box, um, thinking in a new creative way of, you know, trying to error-proof something that a lot of people would argue, you know, can't be error-proofed or just needs to rely on uh, people being careful. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, if, if, if it were as simple uh, as, as people being careful or, um, you know, hanging signs, lecturing people to be careful, that um, 
that this would have been solved a long time ago. So maybe final question to wrap things up are, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts if, you know, if somebody had said, well, you know, th this doesn't need to be error-proofed. Um, people just need to pay attention. Um, how, you know, how, would, how would you summarize the way you see that and what, what the hospital learned in terms of kind of the, the lean perspective on all of this? Well, I think it's very similar to things like med reconciliation reports. And mm -hmm. we, we do these things for patient safety. Uh, that's first and foremost, hands down, the most important part of our business is how safe is our patient. Um, our goal is to, um, is to not necessarily admit a patient, but, but treat a patient, make a patient well, and discharge the patient home. Um, having somebody stay longer from a hospital-acquired infection is not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So this is our effort to, to get people um, to understand that this is the right thing and how do we prevent that mistake from happening. Uh, this is a component to that. So it, it's, not about, it's not about dumbing down a process. Mm -hmm. We have an organization of incredibly smart people. Uh, this isn't about intelligence. This is about how do you make the patients stay here better um, and how do you make them, um, how do you make their experience in the process as safe as possible? Mm -hmm. Well, great. So, you know, again, I want to applaud you uh, for, for your efforts and, and for the openness and, and, and sharing what you're doing and for sharing your perspectives uh, on that. So, again, our guest has been Kevin Frieswick from uh, Framingham, Massachusetts, Metro West Medical Center. Thanks for taking time out to join us. Thank you very much, Mark. It was nice speaking with you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.